shout hallelujah can we raise our hand to jesus and appreciate him this morning for his love his kindness his favor his grace bestowed upon us let's thank him this morning from a heart that is filled with joy let's appreciate him and say lord we are grateful thank you for what you have done thank you because you are good father be thou be exalted in the name of jesus thank you father bless your people again this morning and let your name be glorified thank you father in jesus name we have prayed please be seated god bless you you can greet at least five people god bless you hallelujah hallelujah amen are you happy this morning all right, I have uh, said some things to the workers this morning, and I can say it again for people that are here. Let us dwell in love. When we dwell in love, we can bring the best out of ourselves, our lives, and family. Let's dwell in love. And the Lord will help us to dwell in love in Jesus' name. And if you are privileged to be blessed in life, let us try to do good when you are doing good god has a way of paying you even when we don't campaign for you god will take your news around and campaign for you because we attempted to campaign but we did not we did not campaign okay so we thank god so please let's do good if you are in a position of authority or god has blessed you with money please don't be stingy with the authority at times some of us is just an authority that we have let's be good with the authority and if we are also blessed in life let's try as much as possible to help people and the lord will bless us in jesus name i said also we believe that brothers are born for strife According to Proverbs chapter 17, verse 17, he said, Brothers are born for strife. One common jashani. But for their delicate family, it's not like that. So let's stop all this Joshua. Let's help our family member. You are blessed in a family. Leave your brother up, leave your sister up. It's not Christianly to be pushing down your family member, and it's not good for only one person to be rich, another are not rich. Or other are not blessed. Let me put it that way. Try as much as possible to help as many people around you that you can help. The honor will also go to you. And the Lord will bless us in Jesus' name. And some of you that have been doing good to your family member, please keep the good work. I'm encouraging the wife and husband. Yes, allow your spouse to be good to their family members. And the Lord bless you in Jesus' name. The third instruction I will give you is that we have prayed for their delicate family that they are coming to position of authority notion will be for good for all of us in Jesus' name. You are voted with your PVC, now shine your certificate. Some of you that are not getting um, a good job, you don't like where you work, open doors will come to you. You will get position of honor. MRSA, you will be invited for good job. Amen. I know some of you don't believe me, even the way you are saying them. Uh, can any good things come out? Job opportunity will come to you in Jesus' name. 
I believe prophetically that in Oshun, it will look. It will for all of us. <laughs> it is season of dancing and celebration for all of us in Jesus' name. And there will be peace in this state in the name of Jesus. I love Oshun State. I've always said also it's the most peaceful, very good state, prosperous state. And to be prosperous for all of us in Jesus' name. This era will bring in a new blessing. You know, I'm saying it on here for everybody to hear me all over the world. Oshun will be an example of prosperity. You know, some are not saying amen. But so shall it be in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. So you are voted. You have a certificate that is supposed to collect, collect it. You have a certificate that is supposed to use, prepare for job opportunity. If there's anything you need to do within this next four years, maybe to help yourself on your skill in any way, please do it because opportunity will surely come your way. In the name of Jesus Christ. And the Lord will bless this country in Jesus' name. Maybe I should also say again for the last time on this that we can see that there's a new reform in Nigeria electoral system. Once you are voted and they have counted at the polling booth and there is no disruption, it will be uh, posted on their server. So it will be difficult between the polling unit and the collision center for anything to be changed. So, and that's what we can see in Oshun. With that, we believe we are going to have a new era. We will get there and we are going to get credible people in position of honor in Jesus' name. Merciful people, good people, they will rule us in Jesus' name. Are you saying amen very well? So, we are getting there. We know that fourth works. And uh, for some of you that did not sleep last night, well done, you have done a good job. For your sake, I will not keep the message long so that you won't do some the child. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And for our party agent, uh, some of you who are doing party agents here, for God protecting you and helping you, we thank God for your life. The Lord will continue to keep you in Jesus' name. Let's learn to rejoice and be happy and the Lord will bless us in Jesus' name. I've titled this message Wisdom for Surplus Supply. Wisdom for Surplus Supply. Genesis 26 verse 12 to 14 Exodus 36 11. I think I read that on Monday. Psalm chapter 5 verse 12 John chapter 1 verse 16 and 17. Then Isaac sow in that land and reap in the same year an hundredfold, and the Lord bless him. You are going to stand up and talk to three people. The Lord will bless you. You will read the fruit of stand up and talk to three people. Go ahead and prophesy. The Lord will bless you. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead and prophesy to three people. The Lord will bless you. In the name of are you doing it well? Come on, shout hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. May the Lord bless you. May you reap hundredfold harvest this year. May the Lord bless the work of your hand. 
may you prosper abundantly. Psalm chapter 5 verse 12 says, the Lord will bless the righteous. And what will he do? He will surround him with favor. Like what? Like what? I can't hear you. Like what? Like a sheet. May the Lord surround you with favor. In the mighty name of Jesus. Exodus chapter 36 verse 6. Sorry, Exodus chapter 36 verse 6. And Moses commanded the people that they should stop bringing because they have more than enough. So Moses gave a commandment and they caused it to be proclaimed throughout the camp saying, let neither man or woman do any more work for the offering of the Lord of the sanctuary. And the people were restrained from giving. You know, we have been used to lack, kosi kosi, that we never even imagine surplus. But in the camp, the Lord blessed the people. And Moses asked for an offering for the sanctuary. And people started bringing. And Moses saw that what they had was more than enough. So he said, please, let nobody give again. We have surplus. So surplus is possible. This same year, you are going to have surplus. You get to a position, you will not need to beg anybody for money. You get to a position, you will not need to borrow money from anybody. The Lord will bless you and you are going to have leftovers. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. John chapter 1 verse 16 and 17. John chapter 1 verse 16 and 17. These are anchor scripture for this particular month. And I, do, I want to re-emphasize it over and over and over and over again. John chapter 1 verse 16. And of his fullness, we have all received grace for grace. Another one say grace upon grace. And I've told you before that anywhere you see the word grace, it means what? Supply. That means from his fullness, not from his stinginess. His rich, his generous, his kind. We have received supply upon what have you received? Upon what? You are blessed before the Lord will bless you again. As we have come to church this morning, you will be blessed. When you get home, you are going to meet another blessing. Your source of supply will not dry up. It will not stop in Jesus' name. As Adeleke is coming here, it shall be supply upon supply. And some of you that have been host arrears, the arrears will be paid. Very soon in the name of Jesus Christ. Every expectation that you have for good will not be dashed in Jesus' name. It shall be supply upon supply. Why? Look at verse 17. For the law was given through Moses. What is law? What is law? Demand. What is law? What is law? What is law? Some of you are not responding. What is law? What is grace? What is law? Jesus stand for supply. Grace. Moses stood in his time for demand. Thou shalt not. Thou shalt do this. Thou shalt. Demanding perfection from a man that cannot be perfect. But Jesus came and he offered us grace and truth. Grace means supply. Jesus said, I have come so that they may have life and have it. I don't know what other pastors are preaching. 
and I don't know what they are seeing. Jesus said, the thief coming not but to steal, to kill, and to destroy, but I have come so that they may have life and have it out. If you are not enjoying your life in Christ, you have not received the true gospel of Jesus. Because John chapter 1 verse 16 says, Jesus came from his fullness. We have received grace upon grace. That means supply upon supply. The Lord came through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. May you receive supply this morning. In every area of your need, may you receive supply. Or that may you receive grace. So that I will not be using economic style. May the Lord give you abundant grace. More than enough that you ever need in Jesus' name. How can it happen? Number one, fission is important. Proverbs chapter 29 verse 18 says, Where there is no fission, the people perish. It doesn't take much to dream. Imagine possibility. Imagine help. Imagine favor. You must keep on imagining good things. Even if you had a bad dream or somebody share a bad dream with you, you must find a way to interpret it in a good way. In Genesis chapter 41, verse 39 to 41, uh, Joseph said, the only reason why the dream is revealed to you is because God is about to do it, but there is a solution. Let's choose an officer that is wise, that we keep food in the time of plenty, so that in the time of famine, people will not perish. That's a good fishing. The fact that you have seen a bad thing does not mean that the bad thing will come to pass. Therobi 29, 29 says, everything has been revealed has been given to us. Everything. When God gives you a dream so that you can control it. When he gives you a vision so that you can control it. Don't let bad fishing control you. Have a good fishing for your life. Isaiah chapter 43 verse 19 says, Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? Will you not see it? So you must constantly be expecting good things to happen. Imagining miracle. Imagining help. Imagining favor. Life may not be perfect with you. But the perfect God will give you a vision for living. You keep on imagining good things. Because I've said to you, vision is a picture of a preferred future. You must prefer something. I know you don't have the right job now. But as God leaves, as this government comes in, there will be opportunity for job. And you'll be employed. Your situation will change. You will buy your own car. Build your own house. Raise your own family. In the mighty name of Jesus. He said, behold, I will do a new thing. Now, it shall spring forth. Shall ye not know it? How will I know it? What is it that will help me to know what God is about to do? I must have a vision for life. Forget about, say the country is good or the country is bad. Your own. I'm not talking about the vision of a country. I'm talking about your own. Do you think good about yourself? Do you look well at yourself in the mirror and tell yourself that you are going somewhere? That is how supply comes. Why? Because wherever there is a fission, there must always be a provision. 
In John chapter 6, beginning from verse 5, Jesus was in the jungle and 5,000 people were following him. He had taught them for two days without food. I don't know whether they carried their water, but the Bible says Jesus had a compassion to feed the people. And he said to Philip, Philip, where do we buy bread that these people may eat? Then Jesus lifted up his eyes. Put on verse 5, don't worry. Put on verse 5. Jesus lifted up his eye and seen a great multitude coming towards him. He said to Philip, where shall we buy bread that that is fission? A man of fission is always thinking possibility. Where do we? Even though there was no bakery around. They were in the jungle. Jesus was saying, I want to have these people fed. Do you know there are some fathers that will give back to their children and they are not even imagining their schools. They are not even imagining feeding. They just say, you don't do that. You must have a good fisher for your family. You may not have the money in your pocket, but you are constantly thinking, God will provide. You will go to school. God will provide. This is what you are going to do. And somebody said, that was how my father treated me. When I was young, I was doing Alagbaro, doing this and that. So my children too, it helped me to learn. It's a lie. Your father did not have a vision for you. That does not mean you should not have a vision for your own children. Do you want that generational poverty and lack to continue? It is fission that produces provision. Look at what happened. Jesus lifted up his eyes, seen a great multitude. He said, I want to feed these people. Where shall we buy bread that this may eat? Well, Philip said, even if we have money, it will take a man two years salary to feed them. There are so many. But where they were talking, they said, there is a boy here. That has something. And Jesus said, bring it. Let me bless it. The provision started with vision. Your own case cannot be different. If God will not jump that protocol. Before providing multiplication of bread for Jesus. He has to see it first before providing. You too must see a better future for yourself. Before you get there. The place you will be tomorrow. You must see it today. If you don't have a vision. You don't have supply. You must have vision. You must believe a miracle. You must believe that God will do it. You must believe God for a good job. You must believe that help will come from above. And help will come your way in Jesus' name. I said, uncommon fission is in the life of Ruth. Ruth chapter 1 verse 16. Entreat me not to leave you. Where you go, I will go. Your people will be my people. Your God will be my God. And eventually, he became blessed. Because he could see a positive future with following Naomi. You can see a positive future with following God. God has not called you to call him in vain. When you come to church, see a positive picture of peace. See a positive picture of love. See a positive picture of prosperity. I don't know when somebody will come to God and say, I'm not expecting prosperity. What are you expecting there, my friend? Are you expecting poverty for following God? Do you want unbelievers to be mocking you? When we say it is time for you to pray for prosperity, you say, no, 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 no. We should not, I should be praying for your poverty. You need a good vision before you can have a good supply. Look at it in Philippians chapter 4 verse 8. Philippians chapter 4 verse 8 gives us a formula or maybe a curriculum of study in life. Look at what it says. Finally, brethren, what, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, Whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, 
whatever things are of good report, if there's any virtue, if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. This is your scope of vision in life. Praiseworthy, good, noble, virtue, honorable. That should be your picture in life. You will not miss it in Jesus' name. Number two ways to enjoy supply is through planning. Planning is not against faith. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. After the Lord has told Joshua about meditation, look at what the Lord said to him. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. This book of the Lord shall not depart from your mouth. You shall meditate in it day and night that ye may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then, for then, it is through this you are going to make your way. So, making your way prosperous is your personal planning. Making your way prosperous is personal planning. You have to sit down as you are seeing vision, as you are meditating. How do I move off from here? For some of us, moving off from here will be getting a better job. Maybe a government job. There's nothing bad in working with the government. There's nothing bad if God gives you the opportunity. Don't say, I just want to do my home. Your home may not be enough. And for some of us, we are working with the government. Maybe the next plan we need to have is to have a second hobby or a job, a work or a business along the... It's part of planning. That at least if I finish one income, the other one will be left for me to save, to do some other things. There's nothing wrong in you having a business. You are going to make your way prosperous and then thou shalt have good sources. That is planning. You have to plan your life because nobody will plan it for you. You know, a lot of our fathers also here, they work for government for 35 years, hoping that when they retire, they will pay them. I remember then my uncle will say, is you should die. But the moment he was retired, the Jesus stopped. He never imagined. He said, even when you stop working, you'll be handing money. But the moment he stopped working, he was coming to Abere to everywhere, filing and signing and signing and signing. In the process, he died. He died before my mother. My mother died at 84. He died at 70. And one of the things that killed him very fast was that the salary was not. I'm not blaming anybody. I'm just saying that everything depends on planning. If people that do not expect money, money from government as gratuity and pension, we invest number one either in their children or property, thinking that pay me need gratuity, me need retirement are better than people that work for government. Something is wrong. The fact that you are working with somebody that is giving you constant supply of money every month does not mean that you should not plan. Planning is not against faith. When you have spoken the word of God, you have meditated the word of God, the Bible says you are going to make your way prosperous. Making your way prosperous come with planning. When Jesus will feed the 5,000 in John chapter 6, put it there, beginning from verse 8, he said, let the people sit down in order. Order means planning. What does order do? Order gives attention to priority. Priority produces prosperity. 
It was not just getting the bread and said, and say, oh yeah, everybody, oh yeah, scramble for it. If they scramble for it, many of the food that they enjoy, they would not be able to enjoy it well. So he asked them to sit down. Sit down in 50, 5,000. Look cumbersome. That's how planning is. Planning will always look cumbersome, but it's always better. I can't remember the man that said it now. He said, if I have 12 hours to cut a tree, I will use 8 hours to sharpen my, my what? My cutlass and focus on how I will cut the tree in the best way. People that plan, they most of the time enjoy their execution than people that refuse to plan. You have to plan for the future. One of the things that we don't enjoy here is that we always expect sudden miracle. And I read that even in America, people don't become millionaire in a year. That they become millionaire in five years. And they become millionaire number one by reducing their expenditure. Even though there, they say house is not an asset, but they have discovered by research that most millionaires are people that own their homes. So something, there's something that is beyond money that comes from having your home. Maybe it gives you emotional stability to save more. I don't know. Maybe it reduces your expenditure. But here, you are not working. You are not building. You are not planning your life. You are not moving forward. You are just expecting miracle will happen. Bwah! The only miracle that will happen is that your bill will increase. And before you know it, you will not be able to pay it. There is a planning. The Bible says there is a time for everything. Time to sow. Even the farmer that sow, there is a time for it. It requires planning. So you have to plan. Jesus said, make the people sit down. Now there was much grass. So the men sat down in number about 5,000. And I will say it again here. If you collect salary, your salary, Anna, when you collect it, let the bill sit down. Let all the adventure just sit down first before you start spending. Let it sit down. Then you can organize your life and know what you should delay and what you should pay now. Don't spend the money as it comes. Let it settle. If it settles for two days, your brain will be correct to know which one is the first priority which one is not the first priority? Planning creates order. Order creates priority. Priority produces prosperity. Because in actual fact, prosperity is priority. It's what you consider important that you become prosperous in. So you have to know that everything boils down to order. Order your life in such a way that it will make you prosperous tomorrow. Where will you be five years from now? Where will you be five years from now? Will you still be as strong, as prosperous, as healthy? But you know, if you plan very well, you can do a lot. One, one man said, because I don't want to sound political, one of the, the men that is contesting for a position in Nigeria said, they, they call him stingy. They say from stinginess to prosperity. He said, one of the things to do is to make sure there is a plan. One of the things that he said that I love is that when people say they want to come and visit him when he was occupying an important position, he will say, please let me come. He said, people don't know that he was saving money. He said, when you visit the governor, 
the protocol people entertain you. But when the governor visits you, you are in trouble. <laughs> he said, you will do what? You will entertain. <laughs> you entertain the protocol. He said, he said the governor is coming to visit you. He said, well, sir, I want to book out. He said, don't book out. I'm coming to your house. So he come with the protocol. He said, we sit down, drink tea, eat bread, and go. Say he has reduced costs. So, you can actually plan some things and know what is important, what is not important. And the Lord will help us in Jesus' name. The Lord will order our step and help us to plan our life better in the name of Jesus. There's a scripture that is coming to my mind. is in the book of Luke. Luke chapter 14. I think Luke chapter 14. Is it for years? Luke chapter 14, verse 28. The Bible says that if any man want to build a tower, look at it. For which of you intending to build a tower? How many of you want to build a tower? A mega city. Something beautiful. If you want to build, come on, shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Some of you are not shouting. If you want to build a tower, shout hallelujah. hallelujah. When I see you tomorrow, you'll be building your own tower. Amen. Occupying your own mansion. But look at what the Bible says. Which of you intending to build a tower does not sit down first? Can the cost whether he has enough to finish it. What he's saying is that when you want to do something great, there's a need for you to have a sit-down mentality. A sit-down mentality is planning. That's it. If you are going to do something great, you have to sit down. Sitting down is important. Sitting down is important. If you are doing, going to do something great and you are going to become somebody great tomorrow, everything requires planning. Everything. Even if you have money, even winning an election, we have seen now. Winning an election requires planning. If you don't plan, you will not win. So everything requires planning, strategy. That's what they call strategy or thinking. Think through the process. You are going to become a millionaire. Don't say it is impossible. Think through it first. You have a vision for it, but think through it on paper. If I do this, you have to see money in Bayrou. In paper form. If I do this, this is how much is going to bring in. This is what is going to reduce. This is going to be the benefit. You have to see money in paper form. Because what some people do is that they just pray without planning. They pray without planning. And when you now receive what you are praying for, you discover that it does, it's not worth praying for in the first instance. Because there is nothing there. You need planning. You need planning. And the Lord will help your plan in Jesus' name. Okay, Proverbs chapter 17, verse 24. The Bible says, Wisdom is before him that have understanding. When you are planning your life, you will always see possibility ahead of you. The only reason why so many people are not blessed is because they don't live a life of plan. Wisdom is in the sight of him who has understanding. When you can write down your goal in paper, you will see possibility ahead of you. That's what the scripture is saying. When you're a man that is given to plan, you will see it before it starts coming. So sit down and write a plan. And the Lord will bless you in Jesus' name. Number three things that guarantee supply. Wisdom for supply. Or for surplus supply is what I'm preaching about this morning. If you are joining us, joining us all over the world, wisdom for surplus supply is the topic. Number three thing that guarantees surplus supply is Gratitude. 
you must learn to be grateful. Human beings, we are not grateful. You must learn to be grateful and thankful. Thank God for everything that the Lord has blessed you with. Nothing should be despised in you or around you. Grateful people are usually great in life. People that take God for granted or take Umami for granted don't go far in life. One of the sin of uh, lack of gratitude is that it makes you proud. You suddenly feel that you are an achiever. That nobody has contributed to your success. And the truth of the matter is that nobody can succeed alone. We are all products of grace. I am what I am by the grace of God. I don't want to say that uh, uh, it's, not, it's not good to dance. But you can see that when grace comes, it's not about uh, he dance too much. The man said, Kilo one better than the window then there. You see, when you are too serious in life, you will think you have achieved enough. Okay, there was this interview. You know, I love watching some of this interview because you will pick a lot of wisdom from it. One man was campaigning on the interview. BBC, BBC was campaigning against Adeleke. And he said, I don't know how many of you have watched it. When I was like, we respond, I will answer you. You want a PhD, Tony? You want a PhD? You want a PhD? You want a PhD? You I'm CEO. I have money. All of us, we are product of what? Can I hear you? You are product of what? One way or the other, we have been blessed by somebody and by God. Nobody gets up by accident. Somebody push you up. Ah, nobody has ever helped me. In your mother's womb, who help you? Come on, come on. Oh, how many of you help your mother to give back to yourself? He said, when I was coming, I told my mother, relax, I'm coming. I know my way. <laughs> At least you are not smart when you were young. Were you smart? Somebody taught you mathematics. For you to become, I mean, prof, for you to become great in life, somebody has actually invested in you. Somebody has invested in you. And that's why we must be grateful. Every process of life, we must learn to thank God and to be sincerely grateful. Because when you are grateful, what you are doing is that you are acknowledging the source. I love Joseph. Genesis chapter 45 verse 8. He said, it is not you that sold me, but God sent me here to preserve life. That's why even when somebody offends you, you are still seeing a reason to thank God for the offense. Can you see a grateful person is always happy at all times. Even in the midst of provocation, you know that all things will work together for good. So now, it was not you who sent me here, but God. And he has made me a father to Pharaoh 
and lord of all his house and a ruler throughout all the land of Egypt. So don't be offended with yourself. It was God that helped me to be what I am today. But if you are to be the person and you see the brother that sold you to slavery, one wole one wole. They will apologize and apologize. I've forgiven you, but me will leave back. They lie, lie. Why won't you forget? If God has given you a reason to forget, if he has even using that opportunity to bless and to promote you, if he has using it to promote you, the background that you are complaining about is what has produced you. And now you are still not grateful for that, your background. That I said. Maybe if you have come from a better family, maybe you will not be who you are today. You should learn to be grateful. Let's be thankful and grateful. John chapter 6, verse 23. I'm saying this with emphasis. The Bible says, Jesus multiplied bread where he had given thanks. The Lord wanted us to know that giving thanks is what brings supply. That's why I put this way. Look at what he says. Near the place where the head bread. After the Lord had given thanks. Not when they saw the bread. Some of you, you only thank God after you have seen the miracle. Before they saw the bread. This is the attitude of Jesus all the time. Beside the tomb of Lazarus, every time, Father, I thank you, Father, I thank you, is his language. And he was thanking God genuinely. And every one of us in this church, at every time you come to church, that you are alive is enough reason to be grateful. Nobody wants to be around an ingrate man. You don't want to be around him. In fact, the Bible says God resists the proud. He gives grace to you. How do you know the humble? They are genuinely grateful for whatever they receive. Lord, I am privileged to have received this. I'm privileged to be loved. I'm privileged to be blessed. I'm privileged to occupy this position. I'm privileged to be alive. I'm privileged to be healthy. I'm privileged to marry the kind of woman that I marry. I'm privileged to have this kind of children that I have. It is the gift of God. So you should thank God for it. Thank God for it. You need that. You are, you are not complaining about what the Lord has surrounded you with. You thank the Lord for everything that the Lord has done. John 11 verse 41. John 11 verse 41. Jesus said, Father, I thank you. And now said, take away the stone. Thank God at all time. I think First Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 18. The Bible says, give thanks to God at all time. This is the will of God concerning you in Christ Jesus. Thanking God at all time. It will bring down the blessings. Stop complaining. In everything, give thanks. Give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. That is the will of God for you. You want a husband, give thanks. You want a wife, give thanks. You want a baby, give thanks. You want a car, give thanks. You want to go higher, give thanks. You want blessing, give thanks. Lord, I thank you. When you begin to thank God, very soon, everything will change in your favor. Complain will only complicate the matter. You will never see any good thing when you complain, no? And good things will not come your way. But when you begin to give thanks... Good things will begin to move towards you. And before you know it, you begin to see opportunity where you thought there was no opportunity. People that give thanks, people that are grateful, they are always happy and they are always enjoying constant supply. 
We all love people that are grateful. All of us. And God also loves a heart that is grateful. So you must be grateful at all times for the gift of life. No matter where you are now that you are complaining, somebody is praying to be like you. Uh, somebody said, but it's not enough. But I want to Have you forgotten that some people, at, at times when I look at some people's life and they are called, I say, but you are blessed. You are blessed. I say, I know people that are struggling, far, 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 struggling, struggling, struggling. I know people that have money, but they are having serious emotional trouble. And I'm praying for them. I know people that they don't even have hope at all. They don't have any support at all. It is God that is helping them. They are grateful. That is why we must be grateful at all times. No matter what is happening. No matter what is happening, we must be thankful and grateful. When you are grateful, you will discover that great things and blessings will come your way. Great. When you are not grateful, even though you are blessed, he said, the blessing are we cause. And the easiest way God causes blessing is that he will stop the flow. He will stop the flow. The supply will not come. But when you are constantly grateful, you know, one thing about life, and I will round up now. You can go and sleep. <laughs> Listen, one thing about life is this. Whatever you appreciate will move towards you. That's how God has designed life. Anything you don't appreciate will live your life. Whether human being, dog, or animal. You know what I'm saying? Even our dog. If you appreciate a dog and you just touch the head. I have dog. I have dogs. You touch, touch the head. You see, the dog will be happy towards you. The moment you stop touching the dog, <laughs> the dog will feel that you don't need him or her again. That's how God has designed life whether animal or human being. Anyone you appreciate will move towards you. They'll feel important the way you they feel that you need them. And the only way to appreciate them is to be grateful for their contribution to you. I thought, thank you for being there. Thank you for this opportunity. Thank you, it's grace. You know, anyone you don't appreciate, one day they walk away. Walk away. Whatever you don't appreciate, we depreciate. Whatever you appreciate, we grow. Anything you appreciate will grow with increase. So you must be grateful. What if you like friends? Appreciate friends. Appreciate them. Show them that you are grateful. That you are your friend. Show them. Call. Do some things like that. Whatever you appreciate, you should show that you appreciate. And be grateful for it. And the Lord will multiply you in Jesus' name. Rise upon your faith. Wisdom for surplus supply. I want to raise your hands to heaven and say, Father, give me a picture of a preferred future. Help me to see vision. Even where people cannot see vision. Help me to see opportunities in the name of Jesus. Lord, help me so that I can have supply. Where there is no vision, there can be no supply. It is vision that drives supply. Lord, give me vision that will drive maximum supply in the mighty name of Jesus. Fisher that we guarantee constant supply. I receive it Lord in the name of Jesus. Lord give me fishing for supply. I must think on something that is good 
I must think on something that is holy. I must think on something that is praiseworthy. Father, give me uncommon vision in the name of Jesus. Help me, Lord Jesus, to see where other people cannot see. Go ahead and pray. When I look into the future, Lord, help me to see a brighter future. A glory ahead. He said, Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Will you not know it? Lord, help me to know things that you are about to do so that I can be blessed in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, I receive grace to see a new thing. Even in Oshun State, Lord, I receive grace to see a new thing. In Oshun State, Lord, I receive grace to see a new opportunity. In Nigeria, Lord, I receive grace to see a new thing. In my shop, Lord, I receive grace to see a new thing. In my working place, Lord, I receive grace to see a new thing around me. In the mighty name of Jesus, things will never be the same again. In the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, grace to see where other people cannot see. Lord, I receive grace to see opportunity. In the name of Jesus, in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Raise your two hands to heaven. Say, Father, every dream that I dream, every prophecy that I prophesy, will be to my benefit, not to my destruction, in the name of Jesus. Go ahead and pray for yourself. Joseph said, the dream is for our benefit. Let us do this. Let us do that. And the land will be saved from famine. Lord, every vision that I see, every dream that I dream, will not destroy me. It will be for my glory, for my blessing, for my increase. In the name of Jesus. I see a new vision for glory and for blessing and prosperity. Open your mouth and pray and say, Lord, every dream that I dream, every vision that I see, will be for my glory and increase. It will create supply for me. My vision, my inspiration, will create supply. No destruction. In the mighty name of Jesus. Some people don't see vision. What they see is destruction. I will not see destruction. I won't see, I won't use my eye to see destruction. I will see vision of glory, vision of blessing. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Raise your two hands to heaven. Say, Father, help me to create a plan that will make me prosperous. That we guarantee me good success in future. You can pray that prayer. Lord, help me to create strategy for greatness. It's only God that can help you. I want to build a high tower. Lord, help me to create a strategy that will lead to my glorious future in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, help me. Go ahead, go ahead and pray. Help me to create strategy. Give me a thinking pattern. Make me a think tank that will be able to create strategy for greatness in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, help me. Help me, Lord, to create that strategy for my greatness. Father, help me. Lord, help me. Help me to think through my budgets, to think through my vision. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. 
Can you open your eyes, please? We are going to ask for forgiveness from sin of ingratitude. Maybe we are not grateful enough. Some years back, so many years back, many, many years back, in our house at Odiomu, my mother's house, Chief came in sometimes and uh, cutted some things away. And my uncle said, Ah, even you, Amos. And God did not say it. He did not reveal it to you. I said, God did not say it. So I pray and God show me efficient. I will never forget it. I saw a man in my officials that says, I walk over this fence more than 24 times in a night to make sure that you are safe. But you people, you never praise me for once. Say, he said, you know, when you are sleeping, I don't rest. was like an old hunter in my sleep. He said, I walk through your veins to make sure no harmful snake, no attack penetrate this house. But you people, you never thank me for it once. And I woke up. And I learned a lesson. That God is telling me that if you sleep and you wake up, you should be grateful that God has kept you. You know, even people that sleep with Ado, they don't have rest. Oh. <laughs> they don't have, but when you sleep, you sleep like a dead person. And God will protect you. Do you know how many attacks you have escaped in the night? An arrow that fly by the night. Somebody will target you and say, But one quick, 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 Because God has given you good sleep. And yet some of us wake up with complaint. Instead of thanking him for the night, you are saying, and God is saying, what about the one I did throughout the night? You cannot even give me one minute to say, Lord, I thank you for keeping me safe. If you know some things that happen in the night, your enemy will not sleep in the night, but oh, you sleep, and there is nothing they can do. Nothing they can, not because you are doing night VG. If you see people that pray against the enemy, even the church member that pray, some of them you ask them, go naked, why him? Sleep on sand and be praying. You see, but you, you just sleep. Try the year, you just sleep. And wake up when you want to wake up. We must be grateful to him that is keeping us alive and keeping us healthy. That is making everything to work together for our good. We should be sincerely grateful. I'd like you to close your eyes and thank him for your life. Thank him for the grace. Gratitude will produce miracle. Jesus multiplied bread where he had given thanks. Go ahead and thank God for your life. If you are in the hospital today, will you be thinking about money? If one of your children is sick, will you be thinking about, uh, ah, I don't have enough rice. Go ahead and thank him and thank him that you have not become a prayer project. That everybody is carrying you where and now you are praying for you. Thank him and bless his name that God has given you a good life, good family, 
good children, heavy children. Go ahead and thank him. Let's appreciate him sincerely and tell him that we are very grateful for giving us a good life. He has not put us into the hand of our enemy. Let's thank him and say, Lord, we are grateful for the gift of life, for everything that he has done. Lord, we are grateful. Father, we are grateful. Gratitude guarantees surplus. We must be grateful for our family. We must be grateful for our parents. We must be grateful for everybody that God has supplied us with. Thank God for the supply that you have right now. May not be enough, but you have to be thankful for the Lord to multiply it. Go ahead and appreciate him. Gratitude guarantees supply. Lord, I'm sincerely grateful. I am grateful. I am grateful. I am grateful. Go ahead and thank him. Where you are is a function of grace. Grace has made you to stand today. Grace has helped you to be blessed. Grace has connected you. Grace has favored you. Grace has allowed things to work together for your good. So go ahead and thank him. Thank him for your look. You are looking good today. It's not because of the pomade. It's because the grace of God is speaking. It's not because of the pomade. It's because God is helping you. You are tall. You are handsome. You are fine. Not because of anything. It's because God is on your side. Let's thank him and appreciate him for everything he has done. All that we have received from him. Let's thank him. For no man can have anything except it is given to him from above. Father, we thank you. Oh, Lord, we are grateful. Lord, we are grateful. Father, we thank you. Father, we are grateful. Be thou be exalted in Jesus' name. Thank you for my wife. Thank you for my children. Thank you, Lord, for this organization. Thank you for the church. Thank you for my friends. Thank you for my spiritual children. Thank you, Lord, for everybody you have given me in this journey. Lord, I'm sincerely grateful. I have been helped by you. And I cannot deny it. Lord, I appreciate you. Lord, I give you thanks. Lord, I give you glory. Father, be thou be exalted in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you that today is a day of joy for me. Lord, I appreciate you that I'm no money. I'm not raising money for ransom. Lord, I thank you. You are good to me and I am grateful. Lord, I thank you. Be thou be exalted in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Father, this month, let your supply flow. Give us surplus supply. As we begin to thank you, Lord, let supply flow. Let there be excess supply in Jesus' name. When we are thinking, Lord, help us to think true. Give us breakthrough in our thoughts. Help us to see possibilities. Give us a new vision. Help us, Lord, to live a good life. Let there be supply and help in the name of Jesus. Lord God of heaven, is there anyone trusting you for marriage? Let there be supply. Trusting you for a baby, let there be a supply. 
trusting you for a job, let there be supply. Trusting you for a land, let there be supply. Trusting you for a house, Lord, let there be supply. Trusting you for a car, Father, let there be supply. Let there be excess supply in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Take all the glory. In Jesus' name, we have prayer. Shout a powerful hallelujah. Oh, Lord.